Hello and welcome to the show today. I am your host and founder of Heaven to Earth, Susan Fleming, business alignment therapist equipping kingdom leadership to multiply life without burnout. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a thing. Welcome back to the show today. I'm so excited to introduce you to today's guest, Dr. Darlene Mayo. Dr. Darlene is a neurosurgeon, neuroscientist, and the founder and chief freedom minister of Healing in the Kingdom, an organization dedicated to teaching you how to find and access the healing power that is available to you. Her passion is to help you get breakthrough in your health by revealing keys in science that unlock truths in scripture so you can achieve your potential and fulfill your calling. I am so excited to have you here. Welcome. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm delighted to be here. Yeah. Well, I wanted to start with, I normally start with a different question for everybody, but for you in particular, when I, I read this about the chief freedom minister, I was like, I got to ask about that. Explain yourself. (laughs) All right. So, you know, most people have titles as CEO of a company, right? And my, when I first ventured out of practicing neurosurgery and became an entrepreneur, I opened a medical consulting company, listed myself as CEO. And then when God gave me this idea for healing in the kingdom, this amazing ministry, he said, you're not the CEO. He said, I'm the CEO. And I was like, okay, well, here we go. I said, well, so what do you want me to do? And he's, he said, look at your life and see where you have authority. What do you bring to people? And I, I pondered for a moment, right? Because by this point I'd been an entrepreneur for probably three years, I think when he birthed the idea for healing in the kingdom and I had gone through some major identity shifts, right? Like really understanding that I was so much more than a neurosurgeon, which six years ago, if you'd asked me who I was, I would have said, that's who I am completely, totally period the end. That's me for the rest of my life. But then God kept showing me things. And so I said, well, I said, it has to incorporate everything I've done. So I even went, you know, now I help people. Yes, absolutely. With deliverance and that sort of thing. But I, I went back and thought, you know, my specialty in neurosurgery was this. I worked with people with Parkinson's disease tremors that were shaking and did not felt like they were in bondage in their life Mm. because they could not go out in public. They could not do things that, uh, you know, an average person could do. So I brought them freedom, right? Mm-hmm. Much like I bring people freedom from physical, mental, and spiritual things, holding them back now. And so I said, okay, well, there we go. I'm going to be the chief freedom minister. And God <laughs> is like, yes, there you go. That's it. <laughs> yes. I, I love that so much because God is all about freedom. Yes. God is all about freedom. But I love too there that that you already brought out a key that I wanted to get into, and that's around identity. Yes. And that it's not determined by what we do. Absolutely. Because I, I know you said, I, you know, if somebody had asked me, I would have said, well, I'm a neurosurgeon. Mm-hmm. And I know for me, six years ago, if somebody had asked me, I would have said, I'm a therapist. Wow. Yeah. You know, and so I love that the Lord has brought me into this revelation of what you do is not who you are. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's an expression of mm. who you are. You know, I have this, I have this theory. This is how I describe identity. So the Lord showed me, he had me looking at an artichoke one day. He's like, okay, now artichokes have a heart, right? And then they have all these leaves. And he said, you spent most of your life thinking your artichoke heart was neurosurgeon. He said, but that was a leaf. That was an expression of who you are. He said, most people spend their life thinking they're a leaf. And then what happens is what if you lose your job, right? What if you're working for somebody else, your company shuts down or your life situation changes and you can no longer do that job. This is why people have these, these crises right, in life and they don't know what to do and they don't know where to go. And so what, one of the things that I do over at healing in the kingdom is help people find out what that artichoke part is, right? What that core is. And when you understand that you see, it gives you so much freedom because you see, oh my gosh, I can express these aspects of who I am, my God-given identity in so many different ways. Like it truly becomes limitless what you can do. And there's so much potential and possibility. So, yeah. yeah. That's so beautiful and and just so true, <laughs> right? That's true. Yeah. Obviously God said it, <laughs> it's true, but um, we don't think about the fact that those are expressions. Mm -hmm. Those are leaves, right? I love that. It's such a beautiful picture. Well, let's go back to your younger years okay? and, and talk about um, Darlene at age 12. What oh, were goodness. you, yeah, what were you doing then? And kind of what were you, what was going on in your life at that point? Okay. Uh, age 12. So let me tell you, I was a nerd in the school and I was a nerd for Jesus at the same time. Quite frankly, I will say that. So I, my mother, God bless her. I mean, she, she raised me on the word of God. So even before age 12, right. I mean, I was learning scripture before I was even learning my times tables. Okay. So she instilled the word of God in me. So I would come home from school every day. That was the first thing I would do. I would go through scriptures, right. And recite scriptures. And then I, I'm, I am trained as a classical pianist. So I would practice piano for a couple hours a day, and then I would do my studies. And I loved studying. I was at typical overachiever. <laughs> I knew I wanted to go into medicine. I knew I had to have the grades to do it. And so, yeah, so that was my life. It was not, it was very different than what I am now because it, I was not very connected with other people. I was connected with my mom and then with the Lord, but I was very introverted and really kept to myself. And now I can't imagine that life. I mean, I still, I, I still thrive on some alone time and quiet time with the Lord, especially, but I thrive on relationships, right? Like I just love connecting with people. And so it's interesting to see how the Lord has just blossomed that aspect of my personality. If you'd asked me when I was 12, would I ever be on a, on a show like this, you know, talking to people, I would say, no, I don't want to talk to anybody. I'm going to stay, you know, in my room and with my books and I'm going to study. <laughs> Yes. You sound like me in my room with my books. I'm studying. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't that I didn't want to be around people. It was just, I genuinely enjoyed learning Yes, and oh. studying and music and those sorts of things. It sounds like we have a lot of overlap there. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. <laughs> but um, yeah, the way that, talk to us about the way that the Lord developed 
um, into who you are now and like pulled out those pieces of you that you thought, oh, I would never be, you know, doing what you're doing now? Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm thinking back even the first presentation I ever had to give as a neurosurgeon, I was, uh, I'd finished medical school and I would just started my residency and we had to write papers and every now and then one of those would get selected to present at the state or national conference. And mine got selected for the regional conference. I mean, I am like a brand new doctor. I have never gotten up in front of a soul to say anything. And I remember I was, I was driving to this, it was this beautiful place in Georgia where this meeting was. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I might die up on the stage. I might forget everything I need to say. And I just felt this peace from God just kind of come over me. Like, I've got you, I've got you just, you know, this. And, and the Lord told me something that is stuck with me for the, for every, every time I speak now, he said, this is what I gave you. This is information I gave you. There is nobody else in the world that knows this like you do, because mm. I gave it to you. And now, like, let me tell you what, anybody that has stage fright, if you are speaking from what the Lord has delivered to you, the message he's delivered to you, you know it better than anyone else. Okay. There may be other people that try and stand up and question and Lord have mercy. I, not at that event, but at other events, I certainly had plenty of those stand up in neurosurgery, but you know, I'm confident. I am confident in who I am. I am confident in what God has delivered to me. So I hope that encourages somebody out there that maybe is a little timid about getting up and speaking. You know, if the Lord gives you something specific, it is for you. And that, that's one thing I would say about identity. That's been so key for me. You know, when I left neurosurgery, it was one of those straight obedience moments. I had no idea what I was going to do. God just said, all right, this season of your life is done. <laughs> Great. <Wow>. Fantastic. <laughs> what do I do now? And I had just adopted two beautiful children. They were four and seven at the time. And he said, I want you to be a mother and I want you to be an author. And I said, okay, how am I going to make money? <laughs> Right. right. And yeah. I'm like, most authors, <laughs> I'm pretty sure my book is not going to sail to the top of the New York Times bestseller list right away, <laughs> you know, given that I've never written a book before. Um, so what do I do? And God said, you know, he repeated it. So of course I did what he told me, but then there was a lot of and, right? There was a lot of and opening medical consulting business, doing a lot of even like reviews for insurance companies. God never asked me to do that. And I was like, I have you know, I got to make some money, take care of my kids. And through the process, honestly, of me venturing out, God uses everything, which I love, right? Every venture that I tried to do that was not in alignment with who I am, right? With what I was supposed to be doing, God showed me and brought out a character, a quality trait or a skill in it. And so I began to develop this kind of comprehensive idea of who I was, right? And he had to he had to speak to me in my language at the time, which was skill set, right? That's all I understood at the time was skill set. It's like, okay, go do this and you can, you know, be do marketing, right? Internet marketing, you know, that's that's a skill set, right? And then and then I would get invited to do, uh, you know, speak somewhere and oh, okay, this is leadership. Okay, these are these are different things. And then God really just I, I began to look at it and then I had people coming to me very interesting who were stuck in the identity piece, right? They're like, I don't know who I am. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. So I said, well, 
they're coming to me for a reason. So I got to help them figure it out. So I had to start doing some studying, right? So I studied even brain science about identity. I dove into the scripture about identity. And what I learned is that God places parts of himself in each one of us. And as we express those, it comes out in unique ways, right? And it's, and it's meshed with the passions in our heart. I think so many people walk around thinking, oh, that passion in my heart, it's worldly. It can't be from God. But listen, he puts the desires in your heart, right? As long as we're submitting to him and laying our hearts at his feet every single day, those are, those are his desires, right? And so as you begin to understand this, and as I meshed desires with skill sets, and then even the heart of the father, I think was the biggest key for me understanding. That's what I would do in my quiet time. I would go in, in my prayer room in the morning. I would say, God, what aspect of you do you want to highlight in me today? Mm-hmm. And man, my whole world changed my to-do list out the window. All I had to do during the day was simply be who he created me to be and who he asked me to be for that day. And some days it's a brave, fierce warrior, right? And uh, got enough stories of those <laughs> we can go through sometime, but and other days it's a, you know, it's a healing comforter, right? And so as I express that people get free, people get healing, they get breakthrough and I feel so fulfilled. And so that is, that is what I work towards to help everyone that, you know, comes on under my programs and the ministry to really be able to walk in that freedom as well. Yeah. There are so many keys that you just dropped. If y'all need to (laughs) rewind, go back, (laughs) listen to that again, write it down. Wow. There's so much in that. Um, mm. And even just the practicality of, of you were saying, like, just asking God, what's a different aspect, right? Mm-hmm. We are you a unique expression in the earth together. Yes. So what's a different aspect of you that can be displayed today that mm-hmm. I can show other people your heart and your goodness and your love? Ah, oh, I just love that so much. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. That's so good. And I think that's, um, you can let me know if you agree or disagree with this, but I, I think that, um, like you were talking about the confidence you have and, um, you really showing up authentically, right. In, Mm -hmm. in that, in who you are. And I think it's because you do know who you are Yes. because of that relationship that you have with him, you know, who he is right. And being made in his image, then you know who you are. So what, what would you, would you agree with that? <laughs> yeah, I absolutely do. You know, and I, and I find too, that sometimes other people that I will coach or consult with, you know, they'll, they'll get bothered by what other people are saying about them, what other people think about them. And I was, I was literally in our mentoring program last night, I was coaching somebody through this very thing. And she's like, yeah, but so-and-so, you know, said, I'm not representing the Lord well. And I said, well, what does he say? She's like, well, I didn't ask it. (laughs) I said, okay, well, this is a good place to start, right? But when you understand your core identity and you feel confident to walk it out unapologetically, your whole world changes because, 
you know, the kingdom of God, if you read through the scriptures, it's all about territories. And that means there's boundaries, right? And there are people that are designed to be in your territory in certain seasons, can change season to season, but they're designed to be in your territory certain seasons. And then there's those that are not designed to be there. I used to want people to like me right? Maybe it was the way I grew up. I don't know, but I just like wanted everyone to like me. And so I would, I, it would bother me so much if somebody would say, oh yeah, I don't agree with that. I don't like that part of you. But here's the problem with that. When you, um, when you try to get somebody into your territory that is not supposed to be there, it does a couple of things that are very detrimental. Number one, it actually distracts the people that are in there. Okay. Because they know that, well, they're not exactly like that, right? And so then they get confused about their identity, which is a problem. But also you as a leader, you get confused about your identity, right? And then here's something amazing about the brain, okay? This is going to uh, set some people free, what I'm about to tell you right now. The identity centers in your brain are in the same location as your goal-directed behaviors, Therefore, if you are trying to operate out of an identity that is not yours, your brain will self-sabotage you and keep you from achieving your goals. You know, I used to have people come to me and say, help me to stop procrastinating, right? Help me stop procrastinating. And I had all these brain science tips and tricks about, okay, do this, 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 and this, and this, right? And some of them, it would work, but then some people, it wouldn't work. And I said, well, this is, this doesn't make any sense, right? There's brain science behind it. This should work. The strategy should work. So I had to go back to the drawing board and that's where I found this out. So now what I do when somebody tells me they're procrastinating, the very first thing we dive into is who they are created to be and whether they are operating out of that, or if they're trying to be somebody else. You know, uh, they've taken a course, maybe this happens all the time, right? Taken a course, they do all the things that it's sad to do. But if that is not who they're created to be, it's God's way of protecting us, right? We get frustrated, but it's literally God's way of protecting us so that we can be who we're created to be. So now I will tell you what, when somebody says, I disagree with you. I don't like what you're saying. I think you're da, 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 da. I'm like, thank you. Thank you for clarifying exactly who I am and who you are. And you are not part of my territory right now. God bless you. You know, if I know somewhere to send them, I'll send them. Right. But if I don't know anybody that's going to fit with their ideology, I just bless them. And there we go. And now I've reinforced those territory walls, those boundary walls. And let me tell you something. You, God will not lead you to a moment of expansion. We're designed for expansion, right? But he will not lead you to a moment of expansion until you understand, you secure your territory walls and you steward what is inside your territory well. That is so good. So good. I'm going to tell y'all again, go back, rewind. <laughs> I'm dropping a lot of fire today. <laughs> you are. This is so good. It's so good. And it's just... Yeah, I, I, I know, I know a thousand percent people are getting free from what you just shared that yes, freedom, freedom, freedom. I just <laughs> keep speaking that out. Cause I feel so much on that. I can, oh yeah, I feel so much on that. Um, I want to go back to, I want, I want to really make sure this isn't missed where you shared the identity 
where I, where the identity part of you is in the brain. Will you go back to that part? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So mm. there's a lot of, there's a lot of connections about identity. And so the specific area in the brain, it's in the prefrontal cortex. It's kind of in the front part of the brain. Right. But this is also when you look at, so there's a special imaging study, it's called a functional MRI. So when we're thinking about who we are and an aspect of who we are, this part of the brain lights up, Right. When you are presented with tasks that you are supposed to do, you know, during the, during the day, the same part of the brain lights up, right? And so those same brain cells that are responsible for the expression of who we are, are responsible for us achieving those goals we set for ourselves. So this is why it's so important when, when folks come to me and say, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. You have to go back to, well, who are you? first, right? You know, we even are kind of our introductory program at Healing in the Kingdom called Welcome to the Kingdom. Our first session is who am I, right? It is who am I? Because when you understand that, then what you are to do and even what are those goals to set? It's not wrong to set goals. It's great to set goals, right? You know, but sometimes those goals, number one, they may they may not look like what other people tell you they look like. Right. Mm -hmm. And so like, look at Abraham, for example, right. He was busy looking at the stars in the sky and the grains of sand on the seashore. And that was what God wanted him to do. Cause God didn't tell him where he was going. He's like, just pick up and go take your family, take your cows, take everything and let's go. Right. And so God had him focusing on the vision for his future, which is amazing from a, a brain science standpoint, because I'm going to tell you something else about the brain. God put a vision center in your brain. Okay. It's called your mirror neuron network. Okay. Like you look in a mirror neurons is just the name for the brain cells network means there's a lot of different cells. This part of your brain is so amazing that when you are either watching somebody else do something or you're envisioning yourself doing it, your brain literally thinks it's happening to you in the moment. Okay. Which is incredible, right? This is why you yawn. When you see someone else yawn, that's your mirror neuron network <laughs> at work. Okay. But this is, this is, um, part of the brain that if you hold on to the vision of what God has given you over your life. Okay. So you focus on the vision rather than looking around at your circumstances. Okay. You're going to focus on the vision. Your brain will literally build the pathway for you from where you are right now until that vision is fulfilled. And it, it does it by connecting different brain cells. It changes your perspective. Okay. So it changes the way you look at the world. So as these pathways are being built, here's what's happening. You are now noticing opportunities that you didn't notice before. You are seeing people in your life that are designed and appointed to connect with you to help you build that vision. So Holy Spirit is literally building brain pathways to help you fill this vision, but only what? Only when you focus on the vision. Because if you just kind of look at the vision, but then you look around and you're like, yeah, but that takes funding and look at my bank account and, you know, look at all these reasons why I can't, right? Then all that work that you've done, your brain has done to build that vision, it's going to start to crumble, right? But if instead you say, you know what, I don't care. 
I don't care what my bank account says. I don't care what that medical report says. I am going to focus on the fact that the Lord says I am healed in the kingdom of God, that I have abundant resources. I have access to everything I need to fulfill my mission and vision. When you focus on that, man, you put accelerant on that pathway, right? That's faith. That is your faith pathway. And it just brings you into that reality. Like it's almost like if you've ever been moving so powerfully with the Holy spirit that you just can't stop. Right. It's almost like, you know, I, I don't know if you've ever been that, but sometimes yeah. I've been writing or creating content and just like, I could not stop writing. I could not stop moving. This is what is going on in your brain. And so we can be free also from worrying about the how. Okay. Mm. I think that bogs down so many people. How am I going to make this happen? How is it possible? How is it this? No, you focus on the what, right? Just like Abraham did. He focused on the what he's like, okay, well, you're going to give me billions of descendants, whatever that is. <laughs> I don't know if he knew that word back then, but a lot. Right. Yeah. And God led him on the path he had to take to get there. And even my, one of my favorite parts of the story is the number of times he messed up along the way, right? Yep. <laughs> Which I think is so important. I mean, he was like off, you know, telling the king, oh, take my wife. She's my sister, right? All of these things, right? He kept messing yeah. up and God still got him to that vision, mm -hmm. right? God still got him to that vision. And man, that gives me encouragement because Lord knows I do not always get it right. You know, I'm, I'm always talking, listening to Holy spirit, but sometimes you miss it. You just miss it. Right. And so God, he's going to fulfill it. He's going to fulfill it. And if you'll just let your brain do what it's designed to do, let Holy spirit do what Holy spirit is designed to do. Yeah. You can enter into um, the process of, of rest to get mm. there, which I think is so powerful, right? It doesn't have to be yeah. the striving. It doesn't have to be the toil and all of that. Because yeah. Lord knows I've done enough toiling in my life for a lifetime <laughs> as a neurosurgeon. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yes, we can absolutely do it from his rest. And I love too that you brought up um, the vision because that's one of the things that I, I do teach my clients is this vision mapping mm -hmm. and and recording it for yourself and listening to it um, when you're in theta state and yes. yeah, and making it really real because I think that what happens is like you were saying, the how is going to deteriorate deteriorate <laughs> that vision right when you get bogged in the details and you're looking at the circumstances it's so important not just to focus on the vision but stay focused on God yes right absolutely. staying focused on the promise giver mm -hmm. over the promise itself sometimes yes. I think too that can trip us up as we get so focused in on the promise or what we think he's told us Mm -hmm. That then kind of like Abraham, or I guess I, I should say Sarah, right? We try to then make it happen on our own. Right, right. <laughs> because we're like, okay, well, he told me to do this thing, so I'm going to make it happen. And and we get um, derailed by, well, there's so many things that can derail. But I even think about what you were saying earlier about comparison, Mm -hmm. Right. And looking at um, what other people are doing and, and the example that that you gave of following another um, coach or someone that's teaching you. 
Yeah. Right. I that was me exactly. And I crashed and burned. <laughs> Cause and that wasn't myself. <laughs> yeah. Cause it it wasn't for me. And so right. I, I think there's so much in what in what you're sharing today. And not just knowledge, but so much encouragement mm-hmm. and so many keys for people to pick up and know that, you know, the bottom line is God wants you to be free. Yes. And that's going to happen in relationship with him. Yes. Not through what you're doing, not through the doing, not through the striving, <laughs> but in the, in that relationship and keeping that line open. And I think you just demonstrate that so well mm-hmm. and um, just your authenticity and, and how you show up as who you are, who he created you to be displaying that unique expression of him in the earth. It's just so, so beautiful. And I'm so thankful that, that you've come to share with us today. And I do have a few more questions, but I just felt like, I just, I just needed to, (laughs) to give that word to you as well, that, that the father just loves you so much Mm -hmm. and he's so proud of you. (laughs) Thank you. Mm, I feel so much on that too. I'm getting so emotional. This is not my normal, like, <laughs> you know, when the Holy Spirit's moving, you yes. know, you just, you just have to say that's the time where there's no borders and boundaries, right? Yeah. That's, and that's what I love. And it's like, okay, just move yeah. in me with me as part of me. Right. And yeah. that's, that's where it's so beautiful. Yeah. Just going to flow with it and keep going. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm curious to know something that you think people misunderstand about you. Gosh. Okay. <laughs> I know There's that's a loaded so many question. different ways that I could go here. <laughs> let me, um, you know, it's interesting. I, here, here's what I'm going to pull is that the Lord showed me a while ago when healing in the kingdom was birthed that the ministry he's put me in charge of has its own identity in addition to my identity. And it's different, right? There are some common threads in between, but the Lord literally told me, okay, kind of think of healing in the kingdom as a person. And just like you ask me, Darlene, what part of myself I put in you ask me, what part of myself mm-hmm. I've put in healing in the kingdom. And, and it's so interesting because there's complementary qualities and characteristics in the ministry that I don't necessarily connect with. Right. And, um, you, you're probably going to laugh when I tell you what one of the main ones is. Okay. So healing in the kingdom is a ministry of deep compassion. Okay. Deep, deep compassion. And, I do not, as a doctor, I, for years, my entire life, I had to learn, you don't express emotion, Mm -hmm. right? You don't um, connect with somebody like you can't, you know, I had to go. I mean, it was horrible. One of the reasons I was delighted to leave the practice, quite frankly, was the number of times I had to take care of a, you know, a trauma patient, right? Been in a car accident. And then I had to go talk to a family and tell them, you know, bad news a lot of the times, right? Either someone wasn't recovering at all, or they, you know, were in a state that wasn't like what they knew, right? And then I had to turn around and go do another surgery, 
like there was no time. <laughs> there was no time for that deep connection, compassion, right? But when you think about, I run a healing ministry for heaven's sakes, there has to be compassion there, right? There has to be compassion there, right? Mm -hmm. And God's like, yeah, I gave compassion to healing in the kingdom. Mm -hmm. Don't worry. And let me tell you what. So about a year and a half ago, uh, the Lord told me to put together a prophetic intercessory prayer team, which has just been phenomenal in and of itself. I have never, I've been in and out of a lot of ministries over the year. I've never seen a team that moves like this. It is, they are just incredible, but these are the most compassionate people I have ever seen in my life. They pour out, they pour out into our community. They pour out into each other. I mean, it is like the most amazing connected family that like literally if we, for whatever, I, I think last week I had to go out of town and so we could meet like, they're like, they had to meet, they met on their own. <laughs> like they met on their own. That's how connected they are. And so I love that. I think it's important because we don't have to be all things to all people, right? Even within our calling, like yeah. I don't need to go work on Oh, Darlene, you need to go take some emotional intelligence classes and go learn how to be more compassionate. No, you know what? If God wants me to do that, he will put it in my heart to do that. But right now he is absolutely provided that support and structure within the ministry, which is absolutely amazing. So, cause I also used to, and I probably heard some guru say this at some point, work on your weak points, right. And try mm -hmm. to become stronger in those. And it's like, if God wants me to draw that out, he will do it at the appointed time. Right. But just because somebody says, Oh, you have to have da 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 in order to be in this position, that position. No. Mm -mm. If God says that I'm going to listen, if somebody else is telling me and it's not part of who I am, no, because this is how we get worn out. Right. We get worn out trying to be all the things. And then here's the truth. He's God, right. It's up to him. It's truly him. He may provide the compassion for the, for the hurting people through the team, but it's still him, right? It's him. Mm -hmm. Just like I may be the one to provide wisdom, you know, for people and, and deliverance for people, but it's him through me. And so when we, I think is if we try to be all things to all people, we, you know, can get into that pride mindset. It's possible to do that. I'm not saying everyone does, but it's possible to do that. I think that can be a downfall. So that's um, probably something you didn't expect me to say, but I think it's important <laughs> to share, you know, and I'm, yeah. I'm okay with that. That's okay. And there might be some people listening to this that say, you don't need to be running a healing ministry. <laughs> that's not part of your gifting. That's okay. They're not in my territory. It's okay. We bless mm. you. <laughs> so. Yes. No, I, that totally resonates with me a hundred percent. Um, and that's one of the things that, um, I do talk to my business clients about that your business is separate from you, yeah. right? It has an assignment. It has qualities. Mm -hmm. You can think of it almost like another person, yeah. right? And so I love that you brought that out, that that's within ministry as well, that it, that you complement each other, that the Lord created both of you and you go together, right? It's just like parts of the body. We work together. <laughs> exactly. That's what the scriptures say, right? Yeah. The yeah. nose can't be the foot and all of that. We all yeah. have to work together. Yeah. So I, I love that you brought that out and just brought more attention to that as well, that the Lord equips us for what he calls us to do. But that doesn't mean that we have to do all the things. 
Yes. That was so good. That's so good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we are, we're kind of, you know, trained soldiers, right? Mm. But there's some people designed to be sharpshooters, right? And then there's some people designed to be close range, you know, dealing with a different strategy. You don't have to be, what is it? A ninja that can do all the things? I don't know. <laughs> you don't have to be the ninja, right? <laughs> like, God is the ninja. And he'll, he'll give you the person, the up close, up close range person, right? If you're, you know, I'm a sharpshooter. I go in and I can like, I can see from a distance exactly what, you know, where that one little key is, right? That mm -hmm. needs to be um, gone after in a, in a client's life. And so that's a gift. But as far as that up close thing, that's not me and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's okay. And I think people are going to get freedom from that as well. You don't yeah. have to be all the things you don't have to be like anybody else. You operate in your unique giftings that were given to you mm -hmm. and let other people do what they do. And, <laughs> you know, everybody has their part. And then we can celebrate those other parts. I yes. mean, do you know, I'm sure this happens for you too. It brings me so much joy when I see the folks that are part of our team, part of our staff, part of our community that are just operating in their gifting. And mm. it, it's so beautiful. You know, we just yeah. um, completed, I guess, was it last weekend? Gosh, it hasn't even been that long. Our, our first group of um, certification for healing in the kingdom where they're mm. now equipped and certified to go train and share the message of the kingdom of God, the healing message of the kingdom, right? And one of the things God had me do with them, um, we did an in-person um, event as well. He had them do role-playing, right? As if, so one of them would be kind of the leader and then another person would be someone with a different mindset. Like somebody would have like poverty mindset or a victim mindset, but they, were, they weren't allowed to say what it was. They just had to act it out. And I was like, I was like a proud mama. Let me tell you, like <laughs> watching these men and women just like walk people and people were bringing real stuff. I loved mm. that too. You know, it wasn't acting. It was bringing real life things and people mm. were in tears and got breakthrough. And I'm like, man, God, look what you're doing. Look what you're doing. Mm. It is such like, it brings me so much joy to see somebody in their purpose, in their gifting. And it's just man, God is so yeah. good. He's so good when we allow him to be good. Okay. And some people are, are going to be like, what do you mean? Allow God to be good. But you, I'm not going to dive into that. I'm just going to leave that <laughs> with you guys. Okay. When we allow yeah. God to be good, man, he mm. will show off and bless you and bless the people in your life. Yes. That is a word. Allow him to be good. And if you don't understand what that means, take it back to him and ask him. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Well, what do you think are some of the, the qualities that make a great leader? You know, I'm only going to give you one. Okay. I'm only going to give you one <laughs> because this is the most important one. And that is a hundred percent submission and surrender to the Lord. Mm. Because you mentioned earlier that theta state in the brain, which is one of my favorite states to be in, right? Mm -hmm. And every day I go into that state early in the morning, early in the morning and usually late at night too, intentionally. And I, I have a way that I see myself lay in the crown he's given me at his feet, right? And I say, this is you. This is about you. And I am here for you, Lord. 
what do you, here's what I say. What do you see in me that you want to shape and mold, right? What do you want to prune? Uh, John 15, right? What mm -hmm. do you want to prune? What can I do? How can I partner with you in that? What do I need to release? What do I need to grab hold of, right? Mm -hmm. And then again, what do you want to draw out in me? And when I submit to the Lord, I mean, it, it just, everything flows like it's like a waterfall it just flows leadership flows and it's not about me and you know all of these things it has nothing to do with that I mean God has chosen me to be in this position in this spotlight for whatever reason for this time fine but I cannot be a good leader if I am not representing exactly and I'm using that word specifically exactly what he wants me to be in that moment and that means not being any less but also not being any more and so that submission I mean I've read I don't know dozens of books on leadership and there's some wonderful wisdom in those books absolutely and all those things are good but when you the simple thing is we can get wrapped up in our head about okay Am I being emotionally intelligent here? Am I, you know, am I using my listening skills? Am I doing all of these things? And then it's like, oh, you get focused on the wrong thing and you're not in the moment, right? But when we submit to the Lord, you're always in the moment. You're always in the moment. You're not thinking about what you're going to say next, right? I don't have a whole bunch of notes here, right? Yeah. I, I'm listening and responding to you, listening and responding to the Lord, right? And it's just leadership it's natural mm. it's natural and everyone is designed to lead too which i think is important right some of us are designed to lead community of millions right and some of us are designed to lead community of thousands or hundreds or 10 or some of us are designed to lead our family right yeah. everyone is a leader right you are made in the image of the king he is a king you are an ambassador in the kingdom you Yes. and it doesn't have to look like um <laughs> what we think it does and mm. so that that's my that is my um leadership strategy quite frankly yes I love that I love it it, and it immediately took me to the verse where Jesus says I only do what I see my father doing and I only say what I hear my father saying and um you know so when you say I'm going to do exactly right exactly mm -hmm. what he's telling me it, it's it's that submission and not out of not out of obligation or fear I think a lot of people view submission that way mm -hmm. but it's it's love it is love it's just love you want to do and be for him with him right all the the things because you love him Yes. Not because it's, you know, there's rules or, you know, how the religion comes in and just, oh my goodness. You know. yeah. <laughs> that's a whole nother, whole nother. Topic. Uh, that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my goodness. Yes. yes. Talk about that one for a while. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But I just love the beauty of that. If, if we will just return to what is he saying? You know, what do I hear him saying? What do I see him doing? That's what I want to say. That's what I want to do. That's how I want to be. Because I love him and I made it in, in his image. 
Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. That reminds me of, uh, so in Revelation, um, the angel of the church of Ephesus, right? Mm -hmm. And said, what, remember your first love, right? Yeah. Come back to your first love. And mm. there's a reason that's the first church in the book of Revelation that's mentioned, yeah. right? Because it is all about that. And even if you look at the book of Ephesians, right? Mm -hmm. What is it about those first three chapters are literally all about your identity in Christ. Identity. <laughs> Absolutely. So it's like, oh my gosh, everything starts to, the interweaving and it starts to make sense and just open up. But yeah, it is, it, it's that love and it's not yeah. fear of punishment and God's not up, you know, in heaven or you know, out right. in heaven, however you see that, um, with a red pen saying, Oh, what did she mm. do wrong today? You know, it's like, he, he created us for relationship. Yeah. He desires that relationship and man, it feels so good to be desired and loved by the King of Kings like that. Mm. I don't care what kind of life you have. I don't care if you, you know, had a rough childhood growing up and parents that didn't love you, a spouse that didn't love you, whatever, like you're King wants a relationship with you like that is he will silence heaven to spend time mm -hmm. with you he can do that because he controls time right yes. he will silence heaven to be with you and just spend time with you and man that's it's overwhelming really when you think mm -hmm. about it You're like why am i why does god love me so much but then you go to the yeah. word and he says i loved you before you were even born before I created you, before I pulled you out of heaven. <laughs> I loved you, right? It's just, man, that'll mm. encourage you even on that, even on those dark days, right? It'll encourage yeah. you. Yeah. Just remembering that you're loved and he is the first love. Mm -hmm. mm. Well, let's go back to 12-year-old Darlene for a minute. Yeah. And just end with this of um if you could go back and talk to her now, yeah, what would you say? You know what? I would give her revelation of the kingdom of God is what I would do because mm. what I, you know, I read the Bible my whole life, right? And I would read about the kingdom of God and I'd be like, what in the world is he talking? about I don't get it I don't get it I don't get it yeah. and I was probably in my 40s quite frankly before I got revelation of the kingdom of God I thought because of the church I grew up in I thought salvation was all about going to heaven mm -hmm. and I didn't understand that we have a purpose on this earth to expand God's kingdom and I mm -hmm. think if I had had that framework at the age of 12 I can't even imagine. I, wow. can, I mean, I've had a pretty amazing life, but I cannot imagine if I had kingdom revelation at the age of 12, my goodness. Wow. So, but it's okay. God redeems the time. And he so does. he does, he does so much in, you know, he, he makes us do, he helps us do quantum leaps, right. Or it's just this little bit, this yeah. small amount of time. And he just takes us yeah. where we need to be, which is beautiful. Mm, yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, I can't imagine having that revelation so yeah. early. I mean, I, yeah, I was, I was 38. So, mm, yeah. <laughs> but I find that with a lot of people, you know, yeah. it's just, it seems to be just the journey of life as you mature and you start to figure things out, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's just, it, it's just part of it. I, I think I would say the majority of people I talk to have gotten that revelation later, but I, 
I think it's turning. I think now that we have it, you know, as we give that to our kids, we are seeing the younger generation coming and, and having that revelation so much sooner. So that's so super exciting. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, I know after this, all the freedom that people have experienced from this, they're going to want to know how to find you and what you have going on. So let us know where can we find you and do you have something coming up that you want to share? Yeah. So our main website, healinginthekingdom.com will get you everything that you need to connect with us. So it gives you, there's, there's a couple of really fun things on that website too. You get a free increase your faith kit. Um, but you also get the Lord actually downloaded to me this amazing uh, kingdom mindset assessment. So there's a little quiz that you take on that page to see how aligned your mindset is with the kingdom. So it just, it's 12 questions about common scenarios in life and how you would respond and what you think about them. And then it actually leads you into the program that is really most aligned for you in that moment. And because I'm a doctor, the Lord had me write it out. So you get a little prescription from Dr. Darlene, (laughs) but it, it gives you something free and then it gives you something more in depth, depending on, you know, where you are and how deep you want to go. But I think that that is a a wonderful way to get connected with us and, and all of our programs. So, you know, we're, we're always running mentorship programs, masterminds, Uh, we do business coaching as well. So we have a lot of different, different things. And, you know, again, a lot of free, a lot of free. So healing ministry, prayer ministry, I do free teachings on Wednesdays and we have podcasts. So all, all kinds of things to get you where you need to be there. Yes. I've been to the site. I've gotten all the goodies. (laughs) (laughs) I can attest. They are awesome. Go get them. Um, and also being in, um, your, your Facebook group. Mm -hmm. I love it. (laughs) I just love it. The, the, um, you know, the prayer time that we have and you, the prophetic team that you were talking about, y'all can see them. It's on YouTube as well, I believe. And in the the Facebook Mm -hmm. group and I'll have all the links and everything will be down in the description. So y'all can check that out, go click on it, take the assessments, do all the things (laughs) and, um, just, unlock more freedom. That's right. That's what it's <laughs> <Yes>. about. <laughs> yeah. Well, Dr. Darlene, thank you so much for being with us today. It has been just my honor to be with you. Oh, thank you. It has been such a delight. I really appreciate the opportunity to be here. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you want to learn more about me or any of my guests, all of the links are in the description below the video. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and share it on all your social pages. Until next time, remember that you have the power to multiply life without burnout.